Hello, this is Leslie Garfa-Tenzer, and this is Law to Fact. Today I'm speaking with Professor Jason Parkin of the Elizabeth Haupt School of Law about the benefits of participating in a clinic while in law school. Professor Jason Parkin is a professor of law at the Elizabeth Haupt School of Law. He is the founder and director of the Neighborhood Justice Clinic, which represents individuals and grassroots organizations in both litigation and non-litigation matters related to workers' rights and other issues affecting low-income communities in Westchester County. Prior to joining the Pace faculty, Professor Parkin was a Robert M. Cover Fellow and Clinical Lecturer in Law at Yale Law School. He's a former senior staff attorney at the New York Legal Assistance Group Special Litigation Unit and served as a clerk for two federal judges. In this episode, I speak with Professor Parkin about the extraordinary benefits of participating in a clinic while in law school. Before we begin, I want to again remind you that we'd so appreciate it if you would subscribe, rate us, like us, whatever you can on any platform on which you listen to us. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Lot of Fact, and you can always reach us through our website, www.lotofact.com. Okay, here's my very informative discussion with Professor Parkin. I didn't even know a clinic existed when I went to law school, and that was like a bummer for me because if yeah. I had known, mm-hmm. I would have done it. Right. So, right. Um, all right, great. Well, thank you again for being here. Why should students take clinics? Why should they walk away from doctrinal classes or other classes to take the time to do a clinic? Um, because clinics can be a great part of illegal education. Um, I like doctrinal classes. Um, I was a student in doctrinal classes. Um, there is a lot you can learn from those classes about the law, um, the rules, how it applies in different types of cases. Um, but clinics are different. Um, clinics give you a chance to actually represent clients. And for most students who came to law school excited about that, you know, the, the idea of actually representing a client in court or not in court in other types of legal situations, that's where um, you get that opportunity in law school in a clinic. And so... Um, it's, you know, you might think, well, that's what I'm going to do after law school. You know, why do I need to spend time in law school doing that? Um, you know, that's what I'll do after three years. And, um, I think for a lot of students, they really want that experience during the three years for that to be part of their education. Um, because the clinic gives them a chance to do it in an environment that is, fully structured in terms of, you know, helping law students figure out what it means to be a lawyer. And so you're not overwhelmed with cases or, you know, a huge caseload as you might be at a firm or at a legal office after graduation. You're in an environment that is, you know, where the clinical professors have thought about what is the best way to help students figure out a certain set of skills and to have the support from the clinical supervisor, um, the support of your colleagues, the ability to um, plan out everything you want to do as a lawyer to get the opportunity to do it in the role of a lawyer, even though you're still a law student, and then to reflect on what you did and learn from that experience is a unique opportunity, and it's very different from the rest of the curriculum. And for students who do it, I think many of them find that it's you know one of the you know most valuable experiences that they get in law school. So, I all right. So I have to confess because I'm not in the clinical world at all. And I hear about clinics, and I hear about externships, and I guess I don't understand what, you know, there's all these options to do something that's experiential. Mm -hmm. So what is a clinic versus an an externship, and why a clinic over an externship? Um, I don't mean to put you in that position, but I think a clinic over an externship. So I think clinics um, are great. I also think externships are great. I did both as a law student and found um, a lot of value in both. 
uh, but they are different. Um, I mean, one thing I should say before getting into the details, um, different schools use different terminologies. Um, some schools refer use clinics and externships as separate types of things. Some use them almost interchangeably. Mm. Um, what is a clinic at one school sometimes looks more like an externship at another school. Mm -hmm. But in general, in general, um, but you know, this really does vary, but in general, um, externships usually involve where uh, students getting off campus out of the law school building and going to a law office where they are working under the supervision of attorneys at that office. And it could be a government office, um, like a district attorney's office. It could be a public interest office, like a le local legal aid office. Um, it could even be a private firm uh, more and more. But um, the idea is that the student is leaving the law school building and spending um, some number of hours, usually a day or two days or a day and a half, in that office working under the supervision of those attorneys. Um, and there's usually a um, seminar component that is tied to that um, back at the law school. And so those externships are done for credit, um, mm -hmm. usually not for pay. Um, and they are educational experiences for the students. And students in those externship opportunities get the chance to see what it's like to be in that office, to see what it's like to um, do the kind of legal work that is done in that office, um, to be given assignments and have the opportunity to, you know, um, to do legal work there. Um, and in a sort of helping out the lawyers who are there. Um, and that can be a great experience. And, you know, for me and for other students who have done it, who are interested in a certain area of practice or maybe even potentially thinking about working and applying to that office in the future, it's a great opportunity to drop in for, you know, 13 or 14 weeks of a semester and see what that's like. Um, clinics are very, very different. And in general, clinics um, are housed at the law school itself. They are um, taught and run by members of the faculty of the law school, and the clinics um, are, again, fully structured um, with the idea of providing a great educational opportunity for students while also representing clients. So clinics do have real clients. Um, they do represent actual clients in court um, and other legal proceedings, and these are not simulated clients. Um, so there is real legal work being done. But the idea in the clinic is that the students are the ones who are taking the attorney role there. Um, and they're allowed to do that, even though law students have not graduated from law school or passed the bar or been admitted to the bar yet. They're allowed to do that because um, in uh, most, if not all, states at this point, there are um, uh, state statutes or regulations that allow law students who are enrolled in a clinical course working under the supervision of clinical faculty members to actually represent clients. And so in a clinic, typically students have the opportunity to actually, like I said, be the lawyer on the case um, and go to court, stand up in court, do direct and cross-examination and closing and opening statements in court, um, draft contracts, draft briefs, um, to take the leading role um, with the supervision and approval, of course, of the clinical faculty member. Um, but that is very, very different from an externship, where the externship is more um, in the nature of helping, um, you know, being an intern or like a, a, an assistant to an experienced attorney, um, you know, but where the student is not, and the externship is not the one who's going to go and stand up in court and argue to the judge. The student is not going to be the one who's going to be um, doing the client interview or um, drafting the brief. Um, they can 
be present there and they can help the lawyers in externship, but they're generally not the ones taking the lead. Um, so those are the ways I think of them. Um, like I said, I think that they can both be really valuable experiences. Mm-hmm. They both get you out of the sort of doctrinal classroom. They right. get students the opportunity to see what law practice looks like. But um, the clinical experience, unlike any other experience before you graduate and pass the bar, gives you a chance to actually represent clients um, and in a way that uh, is designed to be very supportive and help you do that with all the feedback and the supervision and the support that you need step by step to figure that out. Because students, this is their first chance to actually represent clients. And so the clinic is a way to do that with a lot of support. Um, And there's really no other opportunity like that until after you graduate. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting because I guess as you're speaking, you said the words that I would think is that the difference is that in a clinic, the student is the leader, whereas in, in the externship, the student is kind of following. Mm-hmm. It, 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 so an externship to me is kind of like an internship, you know, a summer internship, except that there's the academic component. I think that's right. I, I think that's that's a really helpful way to think about it. Um, uh, you know, in an externship, usually the students are there to help the lawyer, um, mm-hmm. and you can and a student can learn a lot from that experience. Right. Um, but in the clinic, um, I think of my role as a clinical teacher is that um, I'm there to help the students. Right. Right. Um, the students are taking the lead, and my job is to give them the support and the guidance, the supervision, and feedback that they need. And so everything that I, you know, when I designed my clinic and when I think about how it's running from week to week, I'm thinking, how am I able to help? students figure out what it means to be a lawyer, to take the lead, to be the one meeting with clients, to be the one going to court, um, and what can I do to help prepare them. And um, that's my job as an educator, as mm-hmm. a clinical professor, and um, it's just very different from a wonderful supervisor in an externship, but that supervisor in the externship has their own full caseload. Right. Um, you know, they, they're there, and they're usually happy to have law students there as externs or in the summer as interns um, or summer associates, but it's a different type of relationship. Sign me up <laughs> for, the in, for the clinic. All right, so here's the next question. You know, as I, I, I really regret that I didn't do a clinic in law school. I, I wasn't, and, and that's one of the things, and that's one of the things actually about this podcast is that I'm hoping to communicate to people kind of things that are available to them that they might not have heard through word of mouth. Um, so I guess the next question I have for you is that in choosing a clinic, Different schools offer different types of clinics, right? So we have an immigration rights clinic, and we have an investor rights clinic, and we have criminal clinics. So I would assume you choose a clinic of interest, but the question is, if it's more important to do do a clinic than, say, one of the topics that's of interest to you, is that reason enough to not do a clinic? or Because I, I would think I just pick the clinic that most closely aligns with me, even though it's not the one I would want to practice when I get out. Because you're learning these skills. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I think um, I think that's a good way to think about it. Um, uh, law schools these days do have clinical programs. Um, this is a relatively recent phenomenon, you know, going back... You know, before the you know seventies or eighties, you know the, the clinics at schools were pretty sparse. But at this point, you know most, if not all, law schools have a clinical program. But you know they're never going to have every single type of clinic that every single student might want. Um, so when thinking about how to choose a clinic, um, you know I, I think there are a couple ways to think about it. One could be 
you know, the substantive area, right? Okay, I really am interested in immigration law. You know, do we have an immigrants' rights clinic, mm-hmm. or do we have a clinic that works with immigrant communities? And so that's a way to pick, to just look at the, the substantive law, the topics of the clinics, and see which one fits most with your personal interests or your career goals. Um, the other way to think about it is the skills that you would get from the, the clinical experience. Um, and, and so if you are someone who is interested in litigation generally, or you know even you know, corporate litigation, right, but you don't have a corporate litigation clinic at your school, which you probably don't, um, I, I'm guessing you have other clinics that are focused on litigation as a skill to be developed. And it might be in the context of immigrants' rights or in the context of um, you know housing and eviction defense or family law or something else, but that the core skill that's being developed in the clinic is um, a set of litigation skills. And so um, students who are looking to develop those skills um, often will gravitate or choose those clinics because they know even if the, the, the theme or the topic of the clinic isn't their, their top choice, they know that they're going to get this opportunity in a clinic to work on those skills. And, you know, honestly, you know, when they graduate and they're sitting in a, a job interview in the future, um, you know, I think employers are pretty sophisticated and they, they know that um, even if the student had an experience in a clinic, which was a different topic, um, but if they can hear from the student, I, you know, I prepped a client for direct and cross-examination and I, you know, did those at a hearing and then delivered a closing statement, right, that's litigation skills. Right. And it really doesn't matter all that much um, what the, the substantive law was, but that student is coming out of law school knowing their way around a courtroom or knowing their way around, you know, developing a case theory and thinking about how to present a case, um, you know, through direct and cross-examination. So that's a skill that, you know, that everyone, I think, understands is pretty transferable. So I think that's another way to think about it. Um, you know, and the other thing, you know, for I think probably even the majority of students who aren't even sure what they want to do, mm-hmm. right? They're not sure about what areas of law they might want to practice, and they're not even sure what type of lawyer they'd like to be, litigation, transactional, you know, other types. Um, you know, the clinic is a chance just to try it out. That's a good point. Right? That's a good point. Um, you know, and, and to say, you know, I, I want to give this a shot. Um, you know, it even might be something that seems really scary to me, mm-hmm. right? I've never done this before. I don't know if I'll like it, but let me figure it out now while I'm in law school. Let me get the opportunity to actually try it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe the answer is I hate it, right? <laughs> but better to find out that you hate it at the end of a, a semester than to be in a job you hate, you know, after graduation. True. So the, the, the clinics can be a way to kind of, to, for people to, to, test themselves, you know, push themselves a little bit and see, you know, what they liked or didn't like about it at the end. And so I think a lot of clinics um, think a lot about reflection um, uh, as a, a big part of the clinical experience, both in terms of like reflection on the things you did and how do you get better, but also the things you did and did you like them? Right. And do you want a career where you get to keep doing that? Mm-hmm. Um, or are you like, you know what, that, that was good enough. I had that taste <laughs> of it. And, you know, now I know I really want to you know, make sure my job involves some other stuff. And I think all of those outcomes are incredibly valuable and hard to get um, unless you actually put yourself in that role of a lawyer doing a particular type of practice, and that's what clinics give the opportunity to do. And, you know, as you're saying it, I hear all that, but I also hear that that experience is great on an interview. Mm-hmm. Not just to say, yes, you know, I did a deposition or I engaged in cross-examination, but to explain the emotional experience 
of doing it. And so, you know, I I see, you know, this is obviously audio, but your passion for this kind of is probably making its way through the microphone. (laughs) And if students get to kind of share that passion in an interview, that's like, you know, so valuable. It's intangible stuff, but. um, But I think it's real. And I, you know, I I was um, someone who hired a a lot of, um, uh, you know, lawyers in my, before I was teaching um, and interviewed a lot of candidates for positions. And there's a difference between a job candidate being able to say, um, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I, I, I like what you do. I want to do what you do in this office, right? I want to represent clients. I want to have a, you know, um, a direct services type of relationship or I want to do a lot of litigation. And then you kind of push them a little bit and, you know, why, you know, what? To, and they're like, well, I've never actually had the opportunity, but I'm excited about it. And that's good, right? I, I can, that's, that's an appealing thing. But it's, it's also very nice to see students or, you know, law graduates who come out of law school and they say, I want to do this, and I know I want to do it because I already did it. Right. Right? I, I've already had this clinical experience. Right. It gave me a taste of this, and I loved it, right. and I want to do it again. And you know that's a powerful thing because the, you know that those people at those interviews they they're um, they they have a basis for what they're saying, and they they really know what it's like to sit across from the table from a client or to yeah. go to, to court with a client um, and have them be the one who is responsible for pushing that case forward. And if that's something that they love and that they're you know really excited to do, um, they can speak with a lot more authority about that. Yeah, and it's in their blood, so you know it kind of. Mm-hmm. So tell us, speaking of students, tell me about the students. There's a fairly common situation where people come to law school with certain ideas about what kind of lawyer they want to be, mm-hmm. but they've never done it before, right? And maybe there's no one in their family who is, or they're the first in their family to go to law school or even to college, but they're excited about it, but like also a little nervous about right. it, right? And the first year of law school does, unfortunately, does not help with that very much. Right. Um, and if anything, might make them doubt a little bit um, mm-hmm. why they're even in law school at mm-hmm. all, because the things that brought them there, um, they're not kind of getting a, a lot of that in the first year. Um, and and I, I have a lot of students in my clinics um, who are second-year students and come in still, you know, holding firm to why they're in law school, but a little bit doubtful and, and not sure where it's all going to go. And I think for them, the clinic can be a really important part of their three years in law school because um, it's a chance to actually start to do the things that they came to law school to do. Um, and it's also a chance to prove to themselves that this is the right thing for them. Right. Um, and to, um, you know, to be nervous about it and to not have a lot of confidence, but to go through the experience in a clinic in that kind of environment with, you know, clinical faculty like me and the colleagues that they meet in the clinic, the other students, and to, you know, work with clients for the first time as in the lawyer role and for that to go well and for that to be a successful experience can um, just be an incredible um, you know, reminder of why they went to law school, a real motivator for um, what they want to do with the rest of their time in law school and after law school to open up new ideas about what lawyers can do with clients and mm-hmm. um, what kind of lawyer they might want to be. And so, you know, I, I think for for many for some of the students I'm thinking of that the clinic becomes a real springboard to a lot of other things and to give them the confidence and the kind of assurance that this is the right thing this is what they really want to be doing and and then it opens up just a lot of possibilities uh, after their experience in the clinic so I guess if you measure a student at when they start the clinic and when they end the clinic there must be a demonstrable difference 
in their confidence and that kind of thing. Is that fair? Every student's different. Yeah. Um, some students uh, come in with a lot of confidence, <laughs> um, and uh, some students come in with less. I, it really varies. And one of the things that I like about being a clinical teacher is that I get to know my students very, very well, um, and I build in a lot of time to get to know them the throughout the semester, but, you know, really kind of making sure right at the very beginning of the semester that I know um, what their goals are for the clinic, um, what they're hoping to get out of it, what would make that the clinic a successful experience for them. And it really does vary. Um, And then to be checking in with them all along the way up until the end. And so um, I am looking for, and I should tell this, I'm looking for them to use the clinic as as an opportunity for growth, but what that growth will look like will vary considerably depending on the student. Mm-hmm. And so my job is to help, you know, each of them individually get from what they're coming into to something higher, right, to some level of growth um, where they feel um, that, that it was a worthwhile experience. And, um, but each student is different. And, uh, you know, I, it, it's, it's hard to make generalizations. But, you know, I think one of the fun parts of the job is to try to figure out what you know, how to tailor my feedback and my supervision and my guidance to help each of them go on the path that they're going down. Okay. All right. And so one of the things I always struggle with as an advisor of students is when telling students when to take clinics. First of all, I thought you had to have evidence before you could take clinic. I don't know if that's the case anymore or at all, but what's your opinion on when to take them first year? I mean, you can't take them first year, second year, third year. What do you think? Um, so this is something that, that can vary for lots of things, uh, lots of reasons. Um, one is uh, what law school you're at. Um, there is one law school that does let students take clinics in the spring of the first year. Oh, really? Um, but that is highly, I mean, it's just one that I'm aware of. Um, but the rest of the law schools um, are looking at second and third year. But even within that, there are some schools that actually don't let students do it until the third year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but most, I think, have some openness uh, to second-year students doing clinics. I think it varies. I've advised a lot of students as well, and um, I think that there are good reasons to do it in the second year and also good reasons to do it in the third year. Um, A lot of schools do think of it as a third-year capstone type of experience where it gives students the opportunity to take all of the things that they learned in the doctrinal classes in maybe they did an externship as a second-year student. You know, they have their summer experiences, and then the the clinic in the third year is a chance to put it all together Mm -hmm. um, and step into the role of lawyer um, in this clinical setting. Um, I, I I see a lot of logic to that, and that can work really well for a lot of students. Um, I will say that my experience has been that um, I, I've had a lot of second-year students in the clinics that I've taught, and I think that there are also some advantages to that. Um, you know, one of them is that, uh, you know, as I was saying before, some students get a little discouraged after the first year of um, classes, and the clinic is a way to, like, really kind of re-engage um, with their legal education and, um, you know, use the clinic to help them think about their future mm-hmm. um, in the way I was talking about before. Um, another thing is that as a clinical professor, I often feel like I can be more useful to students when I have them as two L's. Um, I can give them more guidance. Um, uh, I can help them with career questions. Uh-huh. Um, I can be a, a reference for them. Um, you know, all of those things I can sort of plug in a little bit earlier into their path and hopefully be helpful to them as they make their way. Um, you know, I also think 
as we talked about before, the clinic can help students figure out what it is that they like and don't like. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, sometimes that might be better to learn that in your second year than your third right. year. Um, so, so some students, I think, find that useful as well. Um, it, you know, it, it, there are pros and cons to both, though. I mean, the, the con, I guess, for the second year clinics is that you know, it might be that some students um, don't feel ready yet, mm-hmm. right? They want to get some more classes under their belt. You mentioned evidence. There's professional responsibility. Um, there might be substantive law classes that they might want, right? If they're going to do an immigration clinic, they might want to take immigration law right. or refugee and asylum law or something like that before they jump into complex immigration cases in a third-year clinic, for mm-hmm. example. So um, there are, you know, different, you know, there are reasons why a second-year um, student might not want to take a clinic and I guess sort of related to that some clinics do have prerequisites mm-hmm. um, again you know uh, you know, criminal defense clinics might have a prerequisite for criminal procedure, right? And and many second-year students will have not had that opportunity yet um, by the time they're applying for a clinic in their second year, so they might have to wait. Um, you know, so so that's that that's another sort of um, wrinkle there. But um, my own personal experience, I've I've really loved having both second and third-year students. Um, I've always encouraged them for my clinics to apply. I don't have prerequisites mm-hmm. um, that would keep a second-year student out and. Um, I think the second-year students who have taken the clinic have um, have have enjoyed it and found it to be a successful experience for them. That's interesting. You ever like cl- uh, <laughs> clinical junkies, like people who just want to take serial clinicals cl- clinics? Yeah, um, I, I've certainly seen that. Um, uh, there are students who find that they learn the best in the clinical setting, mm-hmm. right? And not just, like, they learn the best way to meet with clients and right. go to court, right? right. The, the things they can only do there. Right. Um, but even that they learn doctrine and theory the best, mm-hmm. right? When they're doing legal research, not just for a paper, but to make an argument for a client in a case with a deadline, right? right? That right. there's a whole... It just really kind of reframes the the work that, that they've been doing in law school. And for, for some students, they find doing it in a clinical setting for real clients, that it just kind of sharpens up, um, you know, the, the work that they need to get done, and they find that that's a really effective thing for them. Um, uh, th- you know, that said, there are uh, different schools have different rules about, um, you know, how many clinics that students can take. Mm-hmm. Um, some schools are just, you know, um, uh, don't have enough clinical spots, right? And, and clinics are very popular, and mm-hmm. so... You know, it, some schools think it might not be fair to let a student, you know, take two different clinics when right. other students are getting shut out from any clinic. Right. Um, and then other schools are the other, the, the opposite extreme, and they let students kind of remain in clinics as, um, you know, sort of like advanced students or, you know, to maintain some connection throughout multiple semesters um, in law school. It's so it's that that's interesting. I guess you know you raise a good point because as a purely doctrinal teacher, one of the things I really try to emphasize in class is that. I teach contracts, right, for example. Only like 10% of my class, maybe 20, will do contract law, but all 100% will think like a lawyer. And really, that's really what law school is about. I mean, the bar, yes, tests the doctrinal topics, but we, as professors, our goal is just to teach people to think like a lawyer. And as you're speaking, I'm realizing that the value is not just the oral advocacy. It's, it's the oral skills, but it's the advocacy skills, and it's the advocacy skills that are the same skills we're teaching in the classroom, which is mm-hmm. thinking like an attorney. And so while you don't get the doctrinal in your mm-hmm. class necessarily, you're strengthening 
the stuff that is really of import once you go out and graduate. So. I mean, that, that's the hope, right? And, um, you know, it, I, I do think about that a lot. I do teach some doctrinal material, right? We, you know, I've taught different clinics that did immigration law or veterans law or, um, you know, workers' rights or something like that. And so I always do have to do some doctrinal teaching, right, um, to, so that the students can represent the clients. Um, but, you know, what I often say to them is, you know, usually they come into the clinic having had very little or zero contact with that area of law. And, you know, one of the things I think that they're learning in the clinic is, you know, client has a problem, they're looking for help, mm-hmm. you are a lawyer or, you know, a law lawyer-to-be, and um, you're faced with an area of law that you've never dealt with before, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to figure it out, right? And so I think that involves the thinking like a lawyer piece. Right. And it also involves the... You know, the idea that you can dive into something you've never thought about before, right? A set of statutes, an administrative agency, you know, um, a, a court setting, and figure it out, right? All the skills that you were learning from first-year contracts, right. and you know, that you can you can bring that to bear in a way where you you can um, you can sort of dive in and you know, really just not be paralyzed, right? That you 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 can have the experience of dealing with this new area of law, working through it for a client, and coming up with a way where you're feeling good about the representation you're providing. Mm-hmm. And again, so you learned a little bit something about that area of law, whether it's immigration or unemployment insurance or veterans law, but the takeaway is in the future, right, uh, those are just like uh, when someone comes with a different area of law, it's like, oh, yeah, I remember right, now. Right, you have the skill set. Like, okay. I, I, you know, I, I didn't panic. Mm-hmm. I didn't get overwhelmed. Yeah. I yeah. just put my head down and got to work, right? right? And I figured it out for my client. Um, so I think that's a really valuable um, skill and takeaway from the clinic. I mean, the other thing that I also think of, which is something we don't teach in, in law school very much at all, I mean, we, we talk about litigation skills or lawyering skills, and that's important. We, you know, we do a little of that in law school. But also, you know, how to run a meeting, um, mm-hmm. how to run an interview, how to hmm. manage your time, right. how to balance multiple deadlines and pressures um, where, you know, no one's giving you a syllabus saying, do you know, read this, read this, read this, right? Um, to start developing some of those habits of just, you know, how to navigate life as an attorney with clients who are calling you and deadlines coming up from the court and things like that, Um you know, those, those skills, I think, um, are also things that we talk about a lot in the clinic. And if students, you know, for example, can come up with a good way to, you know, manage their time and keep track of their tasks um, on, you know, on their own, right, those are skills that are going to be very useful to them once they graduate and, you know, really help them not get overwhelmed or swamped, you know, if their future mm-hmm. um, lawyer job. So, um, you know, so I think it's about, you know, the doctrine and thinking like a lawyer. It's about some of these, you know, sort of lawyering skills and, you know, the classic direct cross, client interview and counseling. That's a, and then it's also about just kind of um, sort of professionalism, professional skills, too, that, um, you know, for students who have not, you know, worked in law offices or, you know, that kind of thing, you know, don't come from families of lawyers, as most students don't, um, you know, that they can get some of that from the clinic as well. And, you know, here's the other thing, and I'm having like an aha moment. And as I said, I didn't do a clinic, but what terrified me the most was having to have someone else's important issue in my hands. Mm-hmm. It still does. And so, and, and when, when you teach, you know, doctrinal, which is what I teach, I, I, you know, we always say, you know, like, this was a woman who, you know, her employer said, you can quit and I'm handing you $200. This woman needs her $200. I was petrified, but... These people were always abstract to me because it was a, in a book. So 
just to get over the hump of representing someone and meeting that person face-to-face, which I think is something that also distinguishes a clinic, I think, from an externship. I'm sure you're brought into client meetings in an externship. I don't want to suggest that you're not. But you're not in charge of that person. And, you know, the professors are the safety net. But that is a huge hurdle to be able to overcome. And I think if I had been able to overcome it, I might have chosen a different area to practice in. Because the area I chose to practice in, I didn't represent clients. Hmm. I've never represented an individual. I was too scared. Um, well, I, I, I'm sorry to hear that. I, I'm sure you've <laughs> done take a great a job. Now. <laughs> take, um, a, take now. But I think you're right. I mean, the clinic is the first, usually the first opportunity for a student to experience what that's like. Right. And, and I think you're absolutely right that that is very different from an externship. And the externships, it is the lawyers at that office who are the lawyers on the case. That's who the client is going to call with an emergency. That's who the client is going to look at, at in the interview room and say, am I going to win my case? Mm-hmm. Right. Do I have a good case? Right. Um, and in the clinic, it's different. In the clinic, it's the students. Mm. The students are the sole and primary point of contact. The students are the ones sitting across the table in the interview room where the client's going to say, do I have a good case? Am I going to win? Right? Wow. Um, and that is a very, very powerful um, thing in general. And it's also a powerful thing if you've never experienced it. Mm-hmm. Right? So the clinic, for, for most students in the clinic, it's their first time being put in that position, in that role, right? and that is the lawyer role in these types of representations. And, um, and it's powerful. And, uh, you know, I think some students love it, right? Again, you know, going back to before, right? Some students love it and they think, I want a job where I have that, right? And other students say, you know what? That's not for me, <laughs> right. right? And, and I, I'm going to be a lawyer, but a different kind of lawyer, right? right? Um, or with different kinds of stakes um, and that kind of thing. Uh, again, way better to learn that in law school than um, after law school when you get your first legal job and, and figure out that you're, you know, in a spot that is, you know, going to make you unhappy. But, um, but I think you're right. That is something that is, um, is hard to find elsewhere, but is a, a pretty big part of the clinical experience. Wow. Wonderful. Um, anything else you want to tell students about clinics, taking clinics? Uh, I mean, I'm obviously very biased about this. <laughs> um, I think that, that there's a lot of value in clinics. Um, I think one way I think about law school and when I talk to students is that you're here for three years um, and there is a lot to do in law school. There is a lot on offer in terms of courses and student groups and journals and, you know, panels and workshops and things like that. And so I think students who um, find law school to be the most enjoyable and the most valuable, you know, in those three years are students who make the most of that time. And so um, part of that, I think, can be, um, you know, figuring out the balance between the doctrinal courses, the smaller seminars, externships, and clinics. And, um, you know, students who are really looking to push themselves and to to see what these things are like and to start answering these questions that we've been talking about um, can do that in a clinic. Um, Clinics are hard. They take a lot of work. They're usually very stressful. Um, they introduce a lot of uncertainty into a semester, right? Again, it's very mm-hmm. different from a, a syllabus from another course where it's like, okay, these are the readings, like, right. here we go. We, right. you know, we have an exam or a paper at the end. Um, but 
for students who are really looking to, um, you know, to, to really challenge themselves and to start answering some of these harder questions about what kind of lawyer do you want to be, what kind of career do you want, um, clinics can be um, really, really helpful in um, giving students the opportunity to think that through while they're still in law school. And so I think for many, many students, that you know, I would highly recommend it. Um, you know, there are other ways to get some pieces of this. Again, externships are really good, and there's value there. Mm-hmm. Um, going out and volunteering at a local, you know, legal services office can be very helpful. Um, summer jobs are helpful and important. Um, other types of simulation courses within the curriculum can can meet some of these needs. But um, but I do think that clinics bring a lot of those different things together in a way that's pretty unique, and um, and that you know offer something different to students within their three-year curriculum. Great. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. I have become enlightened. Thanks for <laughs> I'm having ready, me. I'm ready to take a clinic. Thank you. Take care. Thank, thank you, you very much. Thanks, Jason. So that's my discussion with Professor Jason Parkin. With registration upon us, I encourage you to check out the clinics that are available in your school. That's it for today. Once again, thanks to www.bensound.com for the music. And we'd love again if you could rank us, rate us, follow us, tweet us, whatever social media you're engaging in when you're taking time from studying. Enjoy your day.